0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And we'll welcome you into another edition of Meet Me Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Schoptal, C seventy at, at C seventy on Twitter. Last week we had Ben Godar fill in and that was great, but it's always better to have this man in the co host chair. That's Alan Medlock from Red Redbird A Medlock One on Twitter. Alan, glad to have you back. Um and it's a a little bit better, I think, discussion this week than last week, although I guess it kind of depends on what your definition of good discussions are this time of year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It was a little bit of a busy weekend last night, or last night, last week, and I paid the price because I've been tired all week. But, (laughs) but yeah, well, and the late games don't help on that as well. You know, one of those things, those West Coast trips. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, I feel like you could take away a little bit from each of the series that they played out West, and uh, maybe there's a small glimmer of hope. We'll see this weekend.
1: Yeah, I think that was the, you know, Ben and I last week, of course, we were coming off of the sweep of Arizona and we talked about whether that gave you any hope and kind of really not so much. I mean, it was Arizona. They're, they're bad. Um, almost historically bad. Um, you should sweep them. And I mean, it's better than nothing, but, um, but when you go out and beat San Francisco, two of three in San Francisco, um, and and competitive in that third game, sure. I mean, they had, had a chance. Um, I, I again, I don't nobody's printing playoff, printing playoff tickets. Um, but it's you got to feel a little bit better about sure. it. It still has the same flaws, it still has the same problems. And you know, but then it's it's kind of again easier. You look at how bad the Cubs have been, we'll talk about that series that's coming up this weekend, then you get the break. Um, then you get San Francisco and the Cubs again, which beating San Francisco two times in a row might be difficult, but we'll find it. I mean, you know, and then you start playing a lot of, you know, you still have a lot of games with Milwaukee. You still have some games with Cincinnati. Um, I don't know if we have that many games left with the Pirates, but you know, you could talk yourself into at least this being 84, 85, 86 win team. I think, Mm -hmm. um, after the Arizona series. Now that can all go after the San Francisco series. That could all go to pieces this weekend though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this is going to be an overly optimistic show. I have a feel, especially coming from me because I'm going to take it a step further on this West coast trip. Yeah. I know the overall record isn't great in Colorado, but Colorado is really good at home and you were in all four of those games and for you to be in those games and not lose one of the, you know, 11-9 11-9 games or one of those situations, I feel like that still, even walking away, you would rather the split, but I feel like you had a little bit of momentum moving out of there, going to 1-3 and three and being involved in everything. But then to go into San Francisco and win that, I, I feel like you you have something building now to where I, I'm a little concerned about the rotation, mainly because I feel like the move today – to move Oviedo out to get a Triple A start with, is probably going to be greatly beneficial to him to stay on schedule and to go down there and to just play in a, in a less pressured environment. The pitching is coming along. I feel like your stars are starting to hit, and I, I honestly think that there could be a run coming. And on the very op, uh, optimistic side of this, I think that you're going to see some of these teams that have played so well in the National League start coming down to earth a little bit, and I I'd lump the Giants into that.
1: It's possible. I mean, you know, they've even taken a little bit of a step back over the last little bit because they were leading that division by by quite a bit, although the Dodgers have been – well, the Dodgers. And, um, you know, that's always an an issue.
0: Um, To to think – yeah, someone's – of course someone's going to win that West division. But for for reasons that are are obvious that we don't want to go into here, the National League West is becoming kind of a mess because the Dodgers with the Bauer situation Mm. is – that's going to be ugly because they have no pitching now. You know, so it's it's going to be an odd position. I it's going to be odd, and I'm not completely. I'm not ruling really out a wild card run.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, again, they, they are. Let's see. I haven't looked at the. I have not been paying attention to the wild card. I've been looking. I tend to look at the standings of the division anyway because I'm not a big wild card person. Probably, even though it's been beneficial to the Cardinals in the past. Um, right now, they sit. Eight games out of the wild card, you've got the Dodgers and the Padres taking those two spots. Um, they'd have to get over the Cubs, the Phillies, and the uh, the Reds. So that's you know, if you get if you're going to put a run for the division, you could put a run for the wild card. So you're right. I mean, it's it's a possibility. Um, Cardinals and. I don't. I anyway, know Oviedo going down. That does boy. I tell I can't remember. They did this with somebody else over the break one year. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't too terribly long ago, four or five years ago, where they did this, where they optioned them to the minors so they could, you know, get a minor league start and then you know come back. Um, but we've seen improvement in Oviedo. I think over the last little bit. He still needs. I mean, he, he, if, ideal world. He'd be pitching in Memphis probably most of this year, um, but you know he needs he needs more time in Memphis. But at least he's starting to figure out some things at the big league level. He just hasn't got the consistency yet. Allen, that dang mute button. Yep, Sorry. The, uh, <laughs>
0: the uh, yeah, I really like Oviedo, but I agree with you on that. It's one of those. It can be really frustrating. It was it was really funny because he struggled for like the first four outs the other night. Well, then he cruised for the next six, and then he fell. Then he, then he you know kind of fell apart again. And I know that's many battles and, and all kinds of things. And you could you could poke holes in that argument all day. But uh, I was really hoping that he would step into that um, that third starter role to where you could have that one consistent that consistent run of starters between a Wainwright, Kim, and Oviedo. To uh, give yourself a chance to win every every one of those games, and they honestly, they kind of have to be honest in the past week and a half. But uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of glad to see him go down there and get some work. But uh, you know, I, I really hope he can rebound with some consistency, and there may be some on the job training that's going on as well. That's uh, that's difficult.
1: Yeah, and he becomes even more important. Not like he wasn't important to start with. But with Carlos Martinez going out this week, we found out, you know, he thought he had bruised his thumb in Colorado. It turned out that it's torn ligaments that they haven't said he's out for the season. A lot of people have kind of started to make that jump that we won't see Carlos Martinez in a Cardinal uniform again. Of course, Cardinals have options for the next two years, but they're 17 and $18 million, I think. And instead they could pay him half a million to go away. And it, it, feels like that's where the Cardinals are at, right? I mean, as much as, I know we've been fans of Carlos, we've talked about Carlos's talent, and he's obviously got it. It really is starting to feel like maybe he could tap into that in another situation. Heck, it works for everybody else that the Cardinals get rid of. Um, Do you think that Carlos will be back this year? And if not, how do they make that up? Because, they like I said, they're already struggling with pitching.
0: Yeah, I, I do not think he'll be back. I mean, especially, I, I know that we'll probably know a lot more today, presumably. I mean, whenever he was supposed to get back and, and, and get examined, you know, but we hear this all the time. Right. Um, I, I don't know. Torn ligaments to me, that's, I, I, I've I seen it. I see it all the time. I mean, that's, that's a good tough ask to get back right. so quickly. The. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they had to be in the market for pitching as is. I think Woodford's on track to to make those starts right after the uh, the break, if if necessary. That's that's I, I don't want to say unappealing. I felt like that's probably what they should have done in the beginning. To, you know, to get him stretched out and ready to go, which they which they didn't do. I I just can't see a situation where they don't bring in some outside help. Um, how big that's going to be, I don't know. I don't feel like there's been a whole ton of movement already in the pitching market because everybody's kind of positioned themselves to make the to make whatever run they're going to make. Um, I I don't know. I, I don't think you can count on anybody coming back. If they mm-hmm. if they're banking on him to come back in this situation, then that's that's that would be the the breaking point with me in the front office. Yeah. you're just like, okay when is this patience going to pay off? Because now it just seems like setting you on your hands, not being, you know, pragmatic about it. And that's frustrating because I, I mean, you're in a situation now where you can stop the bleeding a little bit and make a little and make a run. Um, and I, I just don't think you can be patient in this patient in that situation.
1: No, I mean, I don't care if you don't plan on making a run. I mean, you got to cover those innings. Yeah. And the Cardinals don't really have anybody. I mean, Jake Woodford went down to to Memphis to stretch out. He's got like a six ERA down there. I mean, I guess if you don't care about the results, maybe you could bring him up to cover innings. But, you know, other than that, you know, Matthew Liberatore. I, I would hate for them to use Libertor in a lost season Um, because I think he could still use, I mean, he, you know, he, pitched, he didn't pitch at all at double A, right? Or, and um, this is his only experience in the high minors. And I would like to see him get a little bit more time. I mean, he's had some good games down in Memphis. He struggled a lot as well. So I would hate for them to bring him up unless they supplemented another. You know, if they wanted to bring him up and make a move for a pitcher, that's maybe reasonable because um, they're going to try to make a run. But if they're just going to try to, you know, bob, bob around 500 and, you know, just see if they can finish with more wins and losses, then I'd rather them let him just develop it in Memphis. But you got to have somebody in that rotation. And right now there isn't anybody. I mean, there isn't a, okay, well, I mean, you know, we're to the point of talking about John Gant coming back to the rotation. I, you know, that's, I don't think that's where anybody wants to be right now.
0: Now, and, you know, this is, you know, the gut feeling to where you're trying to ignite a clubhouse and whatnot. I don't feel like that's in Memphis right now. I think that's one of those. I think you're going to have to go get somebody outside of the organization. So I don't know. That's I feel like that's kind of the twofold when you bring up a Libertor type type guy. You know what I mean? You're just like, okay, Mm -hmm. he's the next coming. Let's see. Let's make this move now and let's really light a fire. I just don't see that. And this is that's nothing against him. I just feel like there is enough of a shakeup that's needed right now to where they would need to bring somebody in to show how serious they were. Just not promote him on a on a situation to where it it, it almost feels like no other choice right now. Not he's pitched so well. We've got to make room, you yeah. know. And that that's so. I, I completely understand where you are coming from on that.
1: Yeah, and, but I also think that yeah. I mean, I think the organization it's going to want to do something to at least kind of look like they're, you know, I don't want to say buyers because again, I'm, I look at this, I mean, you know, they also need hitting. We've talked about this. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, you know, Alex and Tara were talking about it on turf this week and it's like how, you know, for as bad as the pitching has been, the offense is still the biggest problem. Agreed. You're right. Yeah. You're right. They hung in there in Colorado, but they did it with, Pitching because they only scored two runs yeah. in what three of the games, and would have scored it in the fourth if Ron does to get that two out, you know, hit that drives that ties the game and they go to extras. Um, the offense, you know, Goldschmidt and Arenado are starting to kind of find a groove at the same time, but you got to get people on in front of them. Yeah, and you know, there's so many nights you get that lineup and you look at it and it's like. After the cleanup spot, if and you know maybe not even be there, maybe even be third. That rest of that lineup looks like. Well, I mean, they might do something, but yeah. I don't plan on them doing something.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, the the O'Neill situation hurt them in San Francisco. Yeah. Even yeah. for winning the even winning two of the three games, it's uh, you just you didn't you felt. Yeah, man, it, it the lineup just feels weak when you have Molina mm-hmm. hidden cleanup. I mean, there's there's no way around it. You know, it's one of those uh, you found like you 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 kind of it kind of seems like they found uh, the genie in the bottle with Carpenter. You know, on the uh, the triple and things like that. And you're just wondering, okay, wait, is it's just did you win the series or do, did you luck into a series? You know, with that with that offense. So that's that's I agree with that. I feel like you need to add a bat at some point. You know, it's I don't know. I don't know where I feel like you need to, so um, you need to add some innings and you have to find some certainty somewhere, Um, you know, and it's funny. It's the, the, the book is out on the Cardinals. You can feel that they're going to improve. They're not going to be a situation where they're buying a, buying a year of a guy. They're going to buy some certainty on a guy, not in production, but in years as well. Mm -hmm. And they're being really selective about it. I personally think they have a run in them because I don't think they've played their best baseball yet. Now is that gonna be enough? I don't know. Uh, but I feel like you could maybe buy your way into that a little bit better than they can, but they're gonna be super selective and maybe price themselves out of the market.
1: And see the problem becomes then to me, what are you how are you buying this talent? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I look and you know, they've been pretty odd adamant about not trading yeah. you know, Gorman or Libertur. Um, and I don't really blame them. I mean, if you are trading Gorman, you'd have to get something really, really good back. I think, and I don't feel that's out there. Um, but I don't know what else they trade. I mean, part of me wonders if Andrew Kisner's name's not on the market. Um, you know, we put we watched we talked about it um a little bit on on Wednesday. Um, the fact that he or Thursday. Whatever, no, Wednesday. I try to remember when that last game was. Yeah, but weeks getting past me. Um, but Kisner played, Kisner played Sunday in a, in Colorado, which made sense because Yachty had played the night before. Yachty had played a while, and it, it made sense for Kisner to play there. But then Kisner played again the last game in San Francisco, which was a night game after a night game, which was a day after Yachty and Molina had had three hits, which was, uh, you know, a time when you've got the whole next week off for Yachty. Yachty's usually playing in that game. Yeah. Um, to have Kisner play in that just seemed a little weird. Now, if I don't think we'll see Kisner this weekend, it's the Cubs. There's a day game, a night game, a day game, but you know then there's the week off. Yeah, I I think Yachty plays in all those, but if Yachty doesn't, or um, you know if Kisner gets a start in none of those. I really got to think that they're trying to showcase him a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I would be surprised if he's just played too, but that does make a lot of sense after we were talking about it that day about him playing. And and you're right. I mean, I would think for them to do something, it's going to have to be a subtraction off the big league roster. Yeah. And that's, it's funny. It's one of those, I mean, how much of a change of scenery could the young be, you know, that's, yeah. I always kind of wonder about that. Um, there was a picture that was at the top of my list as well that was my hey well, and I always wondered about Martinez too, but obviously the 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 market wasn't out there for Martinez. Right. You know what I mean? One of those situations. You know, here's one of my one of this could be a completely I could sound like a buffoon on this, but is Reyes somebody that they couldn't trade? I would hate that personally. But, yeah. is, I mean, he's going to step into the rotation next year, I would think. I'm not 100% positive about that, but right. I would think that's the situation. Is that not somebody they dangle? Let me – I'll throw another name out there that may really shock people. What about Carlson? Are these guys that – I mean, if you're, they're, you're going to go get somebody big, are these untouchable dudes?
1: I think – I think that I – don't. I wouldn't say they're untouchable although they're pretty close. I think the idea is, I think the Cardinals would like to get through 2021. They have a lot of people coming off the books. They could do it. They can remake this team in the off season without too much trouble, you know, and, and, and still stay in their payroll range and stuff like that. But they're going to need guys like Carlson. They're going to need guys like Reyes. They're going to need, you know, others. Um, if if one of them was to go, I would think it's more likely to be Reyes. I could see them saying they're selling high on him. I don't think they'd want to I, I don't know, I know they wouldn't want to do that. I don't think they would do that because like you said, they want him to be in the rotation next year plus the fact that he's just now finally coming into his own. But you look at his walk rate, you look at a few other things. you wonder if, you know, maybe, this is the best it gets, and and you go ahead and, and sell. I would. I don't think they would, but they don't have a lot of other options. So maybe, um, unless somebody's going to take a flyer on, like, you know, Nick Plummer hit three home runs last night in Springfield. Yeah, he's having a great year, um, but he's had a spotty rest of his track record. You know, unless somebody is going to buy that this is Nick Plummer and trade for him as the idea that he's gonna be a top prospect. Um I don't know what the Cardinals can give up that can get talent back because like I said that no Gorman, um, no Libertor. Um you know even like you said with with Paul De Young if you're taking off the Major League but Paul De Young's value has to be at the lowest possible outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. somebody may trade for him, but they're trading for him at 20 cents on the dollar um so i don't know unless you get another change of scenery person um i would i I would
0: yeah i would like to know the book on the young because i mean like i said i i i i i you know this i vomit information on this one but i just don't understand the 30 homer 30 doubles two years ago situation and him falling off the map i mean what's the barrier on that you know what I mean? So I don't know if the league's like, "Hey, this is how you get this dude out," or "Hey, what happened here?" You know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, we, we we've talked about it before. Remember, like a lot of those doubles came in April. So you know, after May of la- of that year, he did start to slack off. Now, whether that's a allergic reaction to, to Jeff Albert, um, you know, I I don't feel like it is because I feel like he would have made some. They would have made some changes between now and then. Um, I don't know. I, I you know again, I don't know with him. He's, and he's one that he just he tends to, you know, um, he tends to give just enough hint, right? That he that he might do something. Like he'll have like two or three days in a row where he'll get a hit or a home run, and and he's like, okay, maybe he's about to to turn the corner, and mm, not so much. I mean, he's hitting. 171 since he came back from the yeah. injury list, he's slugging 316. Um, you know, there's those moments, he still has moments, but they're definitely not consistent. And I think it's probably pretty telling that we've seen Mike Schilt be much more willing to sit him, yeah, than yeah, he ever has before. I mean, that helps that Amendo Sosa is now comparable. I mean, Sosa is a a guy that you can trust to be out there. Um, And and they're playing matchups, you know, um, Edmonds leading off against lefties and not against righties and stuff like that. But he never did that before with Paul DeYoung. And it's very interesting to see them doing it. Sure.
0: You know what? And it's one of those things to where uh, um, they're a different team with Sosa. You know what I mean? There's a little bit more excitement. There's a little bit more movement. It's, It's weird. And I love DeYoung and I feel bad for him. But uh but yeah, I mean you can just tell when when they're on a run, Sosa is a big part of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I know a lot of people wanted him to DFA'd in spring. Yeah. Because of Brondon, which is, you know, again, why you don't pay attention to spring training stats um when you're making big decisions like that. Um because they'd be in trouble without him. I mean not they're not they're in trouble with him. And it's not like he's been this you know, all-star type of player, but he's come through, especially when he was hot early in the year, he's come through in some big times and, um, they would probably have a, you know, a couple of less wins without him. And right now they need every win they can get.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree with that.
1: Um, let's go, let's talk a little bit. We'll get back to probably some of that stuff in the process, but let's talk a little bit about this series coming up this afternoon. The Cardinals take on the Cubs, this last series before the break. um, Cardinals will, let's see, it's, uh, it's LeBlanc versus Hendricks. It's, uh, Kim versus Davies. It's Wainwright versus Trevor Williams. The Cubs, man, it is much struggle as the Cardinals have had all year long. Um, the Cubs have kind of packed that all in the last two weeks. Um, you know, they were in leading the league, you know, 10 days ago with the Brewers and now they're tied with the Cardinals. They're, they're both, what, 42 and 44, 43 and 45, whichever way it is, two games under 500. Um, you know, as a Cardinal fan, it's been slightly enjoyable to, to keep track of this, but they have been basically bad in all sorts of ways over this last little bit. Is it more frustrating to be a Cubs fan with the idea that, you know, you had a good run, and then all of a sudden, the bottom fell out, and now you are looking at a massive sell-off. Whereas just you know, ten days ago, you were looking to you know buy, or is it more frustrating to a cardinal fan who's had to deal with this pretty much since what beginning of May when they were in first? Yeah, it, uh, the
0: the cup situation is completely strange. Just because, yeah, we if they've been foaming at the mouth for they don't call it a rebuild, but the, it's going to be a sell-off, which is odd to me. Because you're thinking, all right, I've read three articles in the last 48 hours about the Cubs situation. And you look and they're the exact, they have a mirror record as the Cardinals. Yeah. And honestly, Red Nick is probably a little bit better. I mean, that doesn't tell the whole story, but you just look at it and you're thinking, okay, now they're going to sell off major assets. And I understand the financials are a little bit different and that the Cardinals added a huge piece in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's, it's not, we're not compared. Apples to apples here. But it is completely weird that you were in first place. You had a losing streak, which those things happen during the season. Ten gamers don't happen often, but they do happen. And now it's like, we're done. We're giving the division to the Brewers. And it's, I don't know. It just comes off as strange to me. So I don't know if that's just a way to jettison some of these guys that they they wanted they were hoping they could anyway because they don't plan to re-sign them for whatever reason you know mainly because they don't have the money but I don't know it, it's just it seems like the fall from grace came quickly and it's it's portrayed a lot worse than it is I don't know It may not make any sense
1: no I kind of get what you're saying and I think that I think if there weren't a ton of free agents you wouldn't necessarily see that with the Cubs. But these are guys that are probably not going to be at the Cubs next year. I mean, Chris Bryant's not coming back to Chicago. You know, I don't know about Javi Baez. He might. But, and then what? I think Rizzo's a, D, a free agent as well. Yeah. Um, You know, those are guys that, you know, I think they've been looking for a chance to, you know, freshen this thing up. Because, you know, they won in, you know, they went to the, they made a run in 15, won it in 16. And they've not really been that good of a team. I mean, they've been a good team, obviously, but not the team that they thought they were going to be in this quote, quote dynasty era. Um, and then you get to this year and you know, we talked about it. A lot of people talked about it for the season. Their pitching did not look that good. And that has come home to roost over the last little bit. I mean, they have lost, well, you know, pointed out, I think in the series preview, um, you know, Eric Sogard pitched three times in that losing streak. Uh, he's a second baseman, pitched three times in that losing streak. <laughs> I mean, that tells you what the – I mean, he's pitched five times on the year. He's now on the disabled list, probably with rotator cuff. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, that just shows you what this team – this team was that, – that Cubs team felt like it was – if everything's going just right, they're good. But if one little thing, you know, hits the hit – the, you know, jams up the works – the whole thing blows up. And that's kind of what it looked like here. Now, you know, if they did this early, and they did kind of right, the first of those, they started off slow and then they came around. You know, if there was still time between now and the trading deadline, maybe they would think about turning it around. But I think the fact is, just like modern, it's just modern baseball to some degree, you don't want to run the risk of Chris Bryant walking at the end of the year and all you get is a draft pick. Yeah. If that, Because the cba is up you may not even get that um you want to have a chance to get some value out of those guys even though they've given you plenty of value in their career um and you know moving on from them is a little bit sad in all situations i mean you could make the argument that they you know you deserve to show them that loyalty because you're not going anywhere anyway but that's not baseball.
0: No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No,
1: I just, uh, that's, I just, like I said, I think it's like this perfect combination of getting bad at just the right, the time where yeah. they have to make a decision.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I, I completely agree with all that. And you could see the writing on the wall in the off season. I was surprised I held on to some of their guys in the off season, in particular mm-hmm. Bryant, because I just don't think there's any love loss there. No. And I think that that will be the first name that, that heads out the door. Um, the, it, it's it is kind of the perfect storm of everything falling in place, and and like I've said as a Cardinals fan, I'll tell you, you make a deal with the devil, the bill comes due, mm-hmm. you know, one of those situations, and and you know you know it's uh it's tough to see. Um, I would like to, I I, I kind of want to know what how what kind of cards Bryant holds. You know, is he going to uh, try to do a super team and go to Philly if he can, or you know? I you know I don't know it's yeah. it'll be interesting to see how these things play out. I could see bias staying. I could see that that being the yeah. extension. Yeah. And it's one of those where you almost feel like you have to bring back Rizzo, just because of what he's done for the team. But I could see contrast getting traded. I could see a lot of the guys being traded. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, it's, I. I do think that when you t- when twenty twenty two starts, I think. I think probably the only guy that's that's still there is Bias. Um, yeah, Rizzo's connection. Who? Uh, uh, Hoyer's still there. Hoyer's the one that traded for him. Three yeah, times, right? yeah. So it's possible that they could get Rizzo, but that you know, then again, it's like you know, they probably start looking at you know. I, I don't know their prospect situation, and I don't know of anything else, but it maybe it's like we can find somebody to to do some of this at different price. I I don't know. But I think bias is probably the one that probably comes back um, out of all that. But then again, it's like, you know, if you can get something for them now, trade them off and see if you can sign them in the offseason because um, it doesn't hurt. I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't know. But that is – I mean, you got to think that that's going to happen, which means the Cubs are not going to be good in the, the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, and the Cardinals still have, you know, what – probably at least two series with them six or seven games left after this weekend so you know you hope that they sell off and, and the Cardinals could maybe take some advantage of that but I don't know I mean you know we're talking about a, a situation what the fan graph odds I think were like at three percent this week and they're probably not much better now um so I don't I can't in good conscience, tell the Cardinals to go out and, you know, sell all they have and make this big run. I know 2011 happened, but um, I think there's possibilities for them to get better. But you you can't mortgage the future for this season. And I think that's what John Mose Luck was saying earlier on. You know, we don't want to give up the next, you know, five years for a, you know, kind of feudal run this year.
0: Yeah, no, no. And you could could see that. I mean, it's one of those to where there's enough reports out there that they're not going to trade any of the big – you know, the big prospects. And I think that you could put that as in a, uh, a Liberatore Gorman and probably a Walker at this point of the guys that they're just not willing to move. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. And that's, that's where these things get difficult because you're balancing. It's a balancing act of what you can do to improve and, and uh, what you, what you have to hold on to, you know, for future endeavors. Um, my question always comes up to this. You, you wouldn't got Arnado. Mm-hmm. and you improved uh you probably could have I, I was on the, the on the uh, i was on the uh on on the side of i don't necessarily think you need more pitching at this point because i feel like you could pick that up the rest of the way i did not think it would crater like it has though right. you know and i mean that's so you probably could have gained another arm in the offseason and obviously they were looking because they were linked to several guys um but yeah they're gonna they're gonna have a tough it, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see I feel like they have to make a move one way or the other and I think that they're going to I think that adds to the difficulty of things because they're not gonna trade any of the big names that we just talked about and they're gonna try to get back some year certainty of guys they're not gonna do the rental type situation um, I they feel like they have a run in them they feel like Milwaukee and Cincinnati have a a dip coming. I feel like they had, they feel like some of the West has a dip coming to where they can get back in the, in the whole situation because they've just, they've held, they've held serve to this point where they could have overreacted and made some moves. I feel like they think that everything's going to come back to the field and they're going to be in the middle of things for, you know, the, the move going through. I think that's their gamble and it kind of, I feel like that's true because that's how patient they normally are. Just about everything.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I get that. But that's a lot of hope, um, and
0: well, know. if you fully believe that you have a run in you, which I feel like you you would have to as a team. Mm-hmm. Well, baseball is baseball, and you know that there's going to be dips for the the Reds and Brewers anyway. You sure. know what I mean? Now, so if you you know, if you if you if you stand pat, don't do anything else, you're probably still going to be in it regardless.
1: Yeah. Maybe I think yeah I think they would struggle honestly if they don't do I mean just in the pitching side of things I mean well yeah, I'm saying
0: know. not go out and do something catastrophic to the right, future or right. whatnot you know yeah. one of those things I okay. one you're going to have to buy innings regardless how you do
1: it right right you're going to figure out some I do wonder I do wonder if they I mean again we've talked about it they don't necessarily have a whole lot of chips and they need pitching and they need some sort of bat. Do they – I mean, like we talked about Plummer. I mean, he's hitting the Springfield. Do they do a jump? Because I don't think there's anybody at Memphis that really stands out. Do they try to ride the hot hand there? Do they try to bring him up in the second half and hope that whatever he's doing connects and can give you that boost? I mean, we saw them try that with Newt Bar, and it didn't really <laughs> yeah. as much.
0: It's just – Yeah, think about it. I mean, 10 years ago, anybody they pulled up would give them a spark. Right. You know what I mean? And it's funny, when I was on with with Saru and those guys last week, I kind of told them how cyclical these things can be. I mean, the Dodgers right now, any button they push gives them some momentum. You know, kind of like the the Padres as well. You know, one of those, they're just, it's one of of those teams right now that, that luck is on their side and the Cardinals that just doesn't happen to anymore. Um I would love to see that. I mean my question to you and maybe to everybody out there, would you rather see a roll of the dice with Plumber or Justin Williams come back? You know, that's
1: yeah. and I'm kinda of torn on that one to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean Of course we always want the the new fun thing. You know, Justin Williams is sitting two fifty with three homers down in Springfield or Memphis. Um I think we'd want to see Plumber because it's new and something different. And we feel like we know what we we're going to see with with Williams. But, I mean, Williams is an option. It's, it's really... I was thinking that this week when Tyler O'Neill went down, it was like, you know, we had all of these outfielders, so many outfielders. And yet, you know, there was a time there where it's like, you know, they don't have anybody on the roster except for you know the three starters, and Tommy Edmund, who has to go play in the outfield when when somebody's hurt, because um, they've got all these middle infielders now on the actual active roster. Um, and there's not obvious ones coming up. I mean, you've got Justin Williams that could have come up. Um, you got Scott Hurst, who's played this year, but you know he's not a starter guy. I just it it feels like like you said cyclical. It's like all of a sudden we've gone from this riches of pitching and outfield. To almost nothing, um, in depth wise, and it's only been like a year or maybe two where that's happened. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it's—I <laughs> I don't know. It, it's funny. It's—it's it's like everybody on the roster now is the uh, um, the ancillary player. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you can be a good fourth outfield type. You know, yeah. one of those deals. And it's nothing. Not that everybody has a top ten. Pipeline guy ready to go at, at 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 some point, but it's it's funny you just used to get that someone would light a fuse to uh, get things go going, no matter who got the call, just because you were playing as the Cardinals, and now it just doesn't seem to happen.
1: Yeah, and I I mean I'm just looking at Memphis's, um, you know, just the stats, and you know that does that tells you not a lot necessarily, but yeah, there's nobody, you know. Newt is about the best one that's having you know, having the best season and you know he's up now because of um, you know, Carlos Martinez. Uh, whether he'll stay up after the break or not, like I guess well we'll see, but he's also still not going to probably be starting every day. I mean, so and that's the other thing about you know a Williams or a um, you know a plumber or somebody like that. Not as much reason to bring them up because they're not going to supplant Bader, O'Neill, or um, Carlson. I mean, those guys are going to play if they're healthy, and I don't have- so I don't know, you know. But they don't seem to have anybody in the middle infield that can give them a boost. I, you know, again, it's a it's it's like we see the problems, but there's not an obvious you got to replace that guy. I mean, yeah, okay, maybe it's Paul DeYoung. Maybe if you could get a I mean, Jim Bowden today, this week in the um, the Athletic, has the Cardinals kind of linked or, you know, in the in the hunt for Trevor Story. You know? Well, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, if they could do that, sure. That's an upgrade. That's a huge upgrade. I, I don't know what kind of – I mean, British isn't there anymore, so I don't know that they can get a deal. that can I, get Trevor Story. No, <laughs> you know? I agree with that. Um, but, you know, I just – You've got all-stars on the corners. You got an outfield you're not going to touch. Um, you know, Yadier Molina is going to play even though he's struggling to some degree, unless there's runners on the scoring position, which is cool. So it's really the middle infield and you know, finding those kind of guys is hard. So, you know, a bench bat would be nice, but I don't know that it makes a whole lot of impact on this team unless you're willing to And I don't – I mean, I was going to say, unless you're willing to, like, bench Dylan Carlson or something, but Carlson's played well enough that there's really no reason to do that. So, I don't know. Yeah,
0: they're in a tough spot. I mean, it's one of those to where, you know, you and I were throwing off some names yesterday to where, what would it take for the Cardinals to get Barrios and Andrews Simmons? Simmons with an expiring contract could be your shortstop this year and do a for call type situation. You know, what What would it take? What would the Cardinals have to loosen up one to get a deal like that done? You know, one of those. I wonder about this. If you wanted to push all your chips in and you wanted to buy certainty in production and certainty in years, what would it take to go get Jose Ramirez to play second base? You know, one of those types of situations where you turn into a juggernaut at that point. Well, the Cardinals don't have those pieces unless it's Libertor, Gorman, and everybody that, that you're just not willing to trade. Right. So it's tough to go big, you know, in, in a move like that. So so you're right. I mean, there's there's no one necessarily on the horizon, and you just kind of have to roll the dice on somebody ancillary, and, and, it, and it's tough to see them doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's – really, if the Cardinals have that run in them – they're gonna have to get it from them. Yeah, it's <laughs> right? going. It's I
0: mean, gonna have to. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be the two superstars. It's going to have to be Arnado and Goldschmidt that lead the way on this, and then the chips fall where they do after that. You know, that's. And I feel like I think the Cardinals feel like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would, I would think so. I think that it's, it's got to be that way. So. I
0: think that there's going to be offensively, they're going to be better in the second half. I, I mean, I do. I just. I just feel like it's tough holding everybody down that has been down. I mean, if you think about it, Arnato's numbers are, are great, but he hasn't necessarily been the Arnotto of the past. Right. So you just wonder if that's just not going to take off. And uh, I'm optimistic that it's
1: going to. I hope so. I think that I think no matter what we, I, I let's make this clear, um, the Nolan Arnotto has been a positive for this team. I mean, Nolan Hill has been. Basically, what we expected for this team. He's better than I expected.
0: I, one hundred percent honesty, he's a better player than I thought.
1: Um, you know, he's probably going to hit. Let's see what the project. What his, if I can find the projections here, but uh, yeah, he's probably going to hit thirty homers, or real close to it. Um, he's going to hit, you know, the 270, 280, which is about what we expected. Um, you know, the defense has obviously been there um, and been a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, Paul Goldschmidt is starting to come around. Um, it, yeah. I mean, if they could get Tyler on, if they can get that outfield to play, you know, we talked about the fact that they didn't want to replace anybody, but if they get that outfield to play together for an extended period of time, that may help it right there because we haven't seen that. Right. Yeah. I mean, vader has been out all the time. Vader comes back. Tyler Neal's hurt. I mean, Carlson's been the one constant, you know, if Carlson could kind of hit another one of those upswings in his production and Tyler O'Neill can do what he does and, and Bader could continue to be the player that we've seen. Well, then Yeah. I mean, maybe that, maybe that's enough. Yeah. If you if you shore up the pitching to make that run.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I do. And it's, it's, I've said this before, before he hurt his rib, um, you know, for all the, all the, um, I don't want to say trouble, but all the negativity that we can heap on Bader, I will say this: they are a better defensive team when he's in center field. They just they're more fluid. I like Carlson better on the corners, particularly right field when O'Neill's back. And I think that you're probably onto something if you can get that starting outfield back. I think that you're going to be in a much better situation. I think that I know there's a lot of people that are saying, "Well, Edmund's kind of a fraud." It may be his 19 just is the outlier, and he is who he is. I would just like to see a run of him playing the same position every day and just to see yeah. how, what kind of difference that makes, which then the spotlight turns to the shortstop. And uh, I think that's why there's a ton of weight on him right now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you 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 feel like improvement has to come within. Um, as much as I would love to see them, you know, really gamble and really make the summer fun by going and getting some of the names that we had talked about in the past, it's just not going to happen because they just don't have the pieces to do it. Yep. So it's just going to take that that projected rotation and the, that projected lineup that, that, that they felt was going to be good in the beginning, and, and see what what you could become. But then you start worrying that Pakoda is right, and you're about five hundred. If <laughs> you know that that's the troublesome, that's worrisome for me.
1: Yeah, one of these years, Pakota is going to be right. Yeah, so, yeah, I completely agree. They, over- but they
0: also play. thought that the Giants were going to be terrible, which makes you feel a little bit better about it. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, they, they never predict it perfectly. And the Cardinals usually over or yeah. over, overdo it. But if you look at it, it's right. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, again, it, it really points to this. You just got to wonder where they would be if the Cardinals had brought back Colton Wong. Yeah you know, and Tommy Edmund could have played probably Edmund could have played a lot more short with or, or I have or wondered
0: about that. Not necessarily about the Edmund deal, but I have wondered about the idea of playing him more short now.
1: Yeah. You know, if if you know, Colton's been hurt some with with uh Milwaukee. But he's had a good and you know, ballparks different and things like that. Plus I have a feeling Colton is a little bit like Tommy Pham. He's going to play a little bit better with a chip on his shoulder. Um but yeah, you know, I think that's yeah, you know, that's kind of what this team needs, right? Is that you know, regular leadoff guy and you know a guy that can put a little pop in. If, if they'd had that, I think this lineup would look a lot. I mean, not a lot, but significantly better. Enough to the point where maybe you're not talking about needing to bring in a bat. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the kind of thing they could have done. You know, getting a a Rick Porcello type guy in the off season would have been, you know, could have been something they had done. Um, and I know they didn't expect to have to go through all this. And I know, you know, uh, I know they're getting the injuries and stuff, maybe at a little bit of a higher clip than normal, but you know, it's just stuff we talked about back then, you know, get your insurance, buy your insurance there, you know, don't wait till you need it. Um, now they're to where they need it. And it's going to be very difficult to see if they can actually get it. Kind of goes
0: back into that uh, you know, Path of Least Resistance argument yep. that we make about yep. the the Cardinals in the offseason a lot of times to where they want to avoid as many headaches as they can, which in turn turns into more headaches because then they're you're manipulating a bunch of number threes instead of a bunch of number ones.
1: You know? Yeah. And I mean if it's it's always the point where if you wind up having actually having too many outfielders or too many pitchers or something like that you can trade them mid-season I mean that's what the Cardinals have done that's why the Cardinals don't have any depth now is because they've traded off all their depth um for bigger things but if you had a guy I mean if you had a you know I don't know if you had a Porcello that was pitching um like a fifth starter or four maybe he's pitching like a fourth starter but you know everybody's healthy and he's not you don't you could, you know, and you've got Oviedo in Memphis all year long. You know, you could be sitting here and try to sell that guy. Cause there's not, I mean, that kind of pitching is always going to get you back a prospect or two, you know, sell him, bring up Oviedo now that would have been, you know, that's the kind of thing. And, and granted, that's the kind of thing that like the pirates do, right? Yeah. They go out and get a guy and they like, we're not going to have him after the trade deadline. You know, he's a guy that we're just going to get so we can trade him later on. and, that's fine. Um, but I think that's, you know, needs to be in your, you know, at least in your pocket of this, you know, we'll get this guy. And if he works out great. And if he works out and we don't have room for him, you know, maybe something can trade off. And if he doesn't work out, you know, we probably signed him to a low deal. We just get rid of him. So um, it's that kind of thing that I, I just, you're right. Path of least resistance for something. And they, and we, and to some degree, I, I get that. You know they put a lot of focus on the Arenado deal, and but they, you know, they just got to figure that they could have been more. And again, you don't expect Jack Flaherty to go down. I mean, would yeah. this team be if Flaherty's making his regular starts? Sure, um, you got to figure they've got they're over five hundred with Flaherty in there. I think um, you know they're not lead the division. He's not that much of a difference maker, but they're probably. Three to five games better if he's made all of his starts instead of been hurt since what beginning of May? No, I, yeah,
0: I, I agree with that. I mean, and it's one of those to where I think that there's an added gut punch when you lose somebody of that weight. Yeah. You know, as well, because I mean, you could tell that they were floored you're just like, oh man, how are we going to do this? You know, you're never the public perception that they, that whenever they're like, Hey, injuries happen, we'll be okay. That's who we are. But you're just like, yeah, there's a little bit of behind the scenes scramble on that. What is, what is drastic as we thought it was because they haven't really made any moves to, to accompany that, (laughs) you know,
1: yeah. but,
0: but yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like that was a huge weight, you know, losing somebody like that.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's difficult to, to overcome that for sure. Um, the Cardinals have tried. And, you know, I, let's give credit, I guess, where credit is due. We all kind of thought, oh, Wade LeBlanc, what's this? And not that he's been, you know, lights out, but, you know, he basically throws strikes. Yeah. You know, maybe not as much as better than everybody else, let's put it that way. And he, he's kept the ball in the ballpark, except for a couple of times. I mean, he's, he's pitched well. He's, you know, he's a third, probably fourth or fifth starter. But right now, that's what they needed. And, and, you know, when you look at the road, you look at, you know, we talked about that matchups for this weekend. I mean, he's going up against Kyle Hendricks, and we know what the Cardinals typically do against Kyle Hendricks. So, but in any situation, I mean, they've got their best rise going this weekend. And and Wade LeBlanc is one of them.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Even if Oviedo and uh, and Martinez, if Martinez was healthy and Oviedo was pitching well, these are Mm -hmm. still the three that I would want this weekend just because those are the ones that you're most confident in getting a quality start, you know, and it's, and it's one of those, I mean, the LeBlanc deal. It's so nice just to see somebody going out and pitching to contact again and not walking guys. That's the most frustrating part to me. I mean, they had a chance to sweep and walked eight guys the other night, you're just like, that's, mm-hmm. you're asking for trouble on that. I mean, I know that that's, that's beating a dead horse. We've said this all year, but that's the frustrating part about it. I know that they're going to, uh, it's going to be a growing pains. And that's, that's going to be the, the, the conversation of, Hey, these guys are young and those things happen, but man, it's yeah. tough to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, even too, um you know, game theory, that third game, you know they get out to a one to nothing lead in the top of the first, and then Oviedo comes in and walks yeah. two guys. I mean, yeah, that's just that's just got to deflate you quite a bit. Um, you know, yeah, LeBlanc's walked five in his sixteen innings. Three of those came in his in his game against Colorado. Um, but you're right. I put the ball in play. I know this is you know he's got a two sixteen ERA. That's probably not going to last. You know, the league he's going to but. Like I said, it, it, if nothing else is a little nostalgic for the, you know, the Jeff Weavers and the Joel Paneros and the Kit and, Bot and, Phils and all those that came to St. Louis under Dave Duncan and turned into something, um, you know, at least at least a s- solid pitcher. That's what LeBlanc's looking like right now. And it's it's nice. You're right. It's, it's just nice to have somebody that can go out there and, and throw <laughs> strikes and you know, keep your team, keep the team in the game. I think that's the biggest thing. Let's <laughs> how,
0: how terrible is it for me to say that? It's so nice just to see somebody different, yeah, than the same forty guys that we've had, forty man guys that we've seen the last three years.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals have made, you know, they got LeBlanc and then they got Justin Miller, so they've made a couple of waiver wire type moves right there. And that's just kind of uh, that's
0: what we asked when you know what I mean. I, we're just like, let's just see. Grab any picture you can, and let's see if you can find something.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, um, yeah, might as as well. Um, I'm scrolling through here on Twitter, and I see something from Brian Walton talking about how Ali Sanchez is hitting well um, over the last few games. Which once we bring me back to that Kisner discussion we were having just a little bit before we before we head out, um, can you? the only problem I have with trading Kisner, I mean, one is he's not ever gotten a chance to really get his feet on the ground here. But we're used to that, Carson Kelly. Um, does that cause a problem for next year? Um, if for some reason Yadi really doesn't want to come back, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Yadi will come back as much as. You know, I agree. That. Yeah, but I also think we're seeing you know the offensive str- I mean, Yachty had a great April and then has scuffled since. And you're like you said, when we see him batting fourth or fifth, it's it's not a great thing. Um Ivan Herrera doesn't look like he's no. ready for that jump. He needs some time in Memphis. Yes. In twenty twenty two. So are we comfortable with Kisner going somewhere else and it being a Yachty slash, you know, Ali Sanchez or if they go and get a, a Matt Wieters type again or or are we comfortable with, you know, some sort of complete gap year if Yachty doesn't decide to come back? Um, is I guess I mean, I'm sure it depends on the return, but, you know, are we comfortable trading off Kuzner?
0: Yes, I would be. But I'm also I'm also not a not hold on to anybody, you know, yeah. type dealer, wheeler dealer. Um, yeah, I am. I mean, it's it's. I think that you could probably until he's ready to go. I think that you could go yachty plus whatever cast off veteran, considering yeah. that they're going to play once a week at most next year. May be different, but we've said that for five years. Um, the uh, I I would be willing to make that move. You know, it just if if you feel like you can improve, I I wouldn't hold on to anybody like that, especially a catcher.
1: Yeah, um, I think that I think I'm fine with that. I think I think eventually, eventually the the fact that Yachty has lasted so long is going to wind up hurting the Cardinals long term. Yeah, because of you know if if he had he had retired a couple years ago, you know, Carson Kelly's here, and we've seen Carson Kelly do pretty well out in Arizona. Um, you know, it's possible that Kisner will find his footing somewhere. You know, you hope that Herrera is what they think he's going to be, and he looks like it for the most part. I know, like I said, he still needs to, to grow a little bit, but he looks like he's got a real good shot at being a legitimate replacement for or Molina. But uh, yeah, I do worry that you know they're going to continue to to do this and then all of a sudden it's going to be well you're gonna have to find you know two veteran journeyman catchers to, to, to do that you know and yeah we're gonna be very very uh spoiled off the off the odd of years which i mean we are where there's no doubt about that um but i i think for the fact that there was it just just like there was <laughs> i told my wife <laughs> last night not to grind coffee I didn't tell my daughter not to run the smoothie blender. Yeah. New blender. I'm yeah, telling you, everybody's sorry. excited about it. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, I, I, you know, I think that there, you know, just like the pitching depth, just like the outfield depth, the catching depth has started to get thin because they're using that to get other pieces, which is fine. It's just the fact that, you don't expect to have, you don't expect to have the option to trade all of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You expect Some of it to have to come to the major leagues and with Yachty staying where he's at, um, with the outfield doing the way it had with the pitching stuff being, you know, Adam Wainwright still being there in that, um, they've not had to get to that. And so they've been able to trade it to, for, for needs for that year. And like we said earlier, uh, sometimes a bill comes due, and that's that's the way it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, they seem really thin right now, and it seems like there's that gap between uh, production now and production in the future. That's whenever uh, Mo came out and made the comment about you know not salvaging the future. Well, when is that? That that's my that's my concern. You know, I'm just like, okay, are you going to be a big player next year? I have a feeling with the money coming off the books, they're going to probably put. it. Quite a bit into pitching, to so some of that into pitching that's already on the roster, and you just wonder if it's a situation that they're going to be a middling team, hoping for the best next year as well, and that that concerns me on the Arnado front.
1: I, that yeah, and I, I can't say that that's not a possibility. I I don't think, I think they have to somewhat spend this off season. You're right. If you if you lock up Flaherty for five years or something that helps, but they're going to have to bring in some sort of, I mean, there's enough unrest. There's enough. We've talked to, you know, we've talked or Ben and I talked last week about the attendance being down. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's enough of that um, coming off the, of, you know, I just, I think you've got to go out and get somebody that's at least exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you can say we're going to take, 40 billion dollars and spread it over six guys and they're gonna all help us maybe that's good and maybe that's the best thing but I think you still need to go out and say you know I'm not saying Trevor short but just that idea of we're gonna go get we're gonna at least be a player in one of these guys that's out there this off season. now CBA and all that stuff may throw everything out, out of whack yeah but if you can go get somebody that is going to you know like get another impact back get a get a Fifth place, you know, a five hole bat. Um, you know, maybe you don't use them in the five hole because Tyler O'Neill's that good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that pushes the rest of that lineup. Um, but I think you have to go do that. I hope so. And get, and probably get a pitcher too. Now, I don't know. Actually, I haven't, we'll, we'll have time to look at the lists and such. But it looks like right now the Cardinals have, according to Roster Resource, they have about $81 million. Um, committed to next year. And that's not counting the arbitration guys um, and pre arbitration guys. So, you know, but that's about half of what they've got committed this year. So, yeah. You know, it, with, with guys coming off the books, they're, they're just going to have to do
0: something. Yeah. And that's the thing is you're looking, man, a year and a half of Burrios would sure be nice. Yeah. Gosh, I wish they could make that move.
1: But I just—that's the thing. I mean, that's the kind of deal that you can't do with money. And, yeah, I know it. You know, you know. Do they need a Kisner? I don't. I don't know what that that situation is so they're catching, but I don't know that that's good enough to do that either. And I don't. I don't. If I'm the Twins, I guess it depends on what you think you're going to do next year, but. Yeah, that, that
0: I think that's the biggest issue. I've looked at their pipeline before and they do need a catcher. It's just one of those things to where I think that they think I feel like they think they can rebound next year.
1: Yeah. And if they do, then they're they're keeping the guy like yeah. that. Because if not, I mean at worst case, they don't rebound and they sell him next year at the deadline. Yeah. I mean they don't get quite as much because he does has less control, but it's still an important thing, you know. Sure and you can so, and
0: you can listen it's not costing you anything this year and you can wait to see if one of the one of the coasts need need them and yeah, you can get more
1: talent out of one of the coast teams than you can from you know the cardinals so for sure for sure i mean yeah it's it's one of those things that if there's somebody on the active market cardinals aren't outbidding them yeah uh, for that they're they're just going to have to deal with um they're going to have to find somebody that that nobody else wants, <laughs> to yeah. some degree. Yeah, because they don't have the talent to outbid. Yeah, and they've never done that in a trade situation. I mean, I, well, definitely not mid season. I mean, it's hard to remember the last real mid season trade they made, right? Isn't it? I mean, oh more man, than just a, yeah, you know, <laughs> a middle reliever like Edward Vika or something, yeah, like that. Uh, which which were effective, and right now a good solid middle reliever wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those to
0: where I could almost see them being only in the relief market is the sad thing about it.
1: No. I, yeah, I think they still with Carlos Martinez is getting hurt really has changed the, the yeah. equation. Yeah, I, that's I true. Know. I mean, just because you've got to cover some of those innings that you don't have anybody right now to do that. Uh, I mean, if you want to at least even pretend to be competitive, because I just don't think they're moving John Gant back to that rotation. Maybe, but I don't think they would for an extended period of time. And I don't think they want Jake Woodford pitching for an extended period of time. I think they want, I think they want to bring somebody in, but you know, you know, unless you want to, I don't know. I don't know who you're looking at. I mean, honestly, I really, I really don't. I mean, I love the idea that, Pittsburgh might be selling Richard Rodriguez, their closer. Yeah, I mean, That would be great. But, you know, are you going to trade with – I mean, is Pittsburgh going to trade to St. Louis? And if there's anything you can do to get that guy, because if that guy's a guy that other people are going to want too. So Yeah, no, I
0: agree. And it's one of those to where I would love Brian Reynolds, but mm-hmm. you're not going to trade within the division, and there's going to be other teams, if he's available, that's just going to simply outbid you.
1: Right. And there comes a point for Pittsburgh. That they got to hold on to some of these. Yeah,
0: players.
1: yeah. You know they're never going to get any better if they're consistently trading off people two or three years. I mean that's what Kansas City had to get like a clump of players before they could make that run. Pittsburgh's going to need five or six good players, yeah, at coming to you know, uh, uh, not eligible for arbitration at the same time to make a kind of run. And then I just I don't see trading some of those guys. But you know Pittsburgh does Pittsburgh things, yeah, like. Goodness, I'm not a Pittsburgh Pirates fan.
0: Yeah, it'd be tough. Um, It'd be tough. And then now, I know that we can run a little bit long at this. Now, Charrington won a World Series with the Red Sox, right?
1: Yeah, I believe. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, I think that's the time. I think he was there for the. Maybe been there for thirteen. I may have been. Okay. Um, Let me pull him up real quick and see, but I. I think, of course, Boston won enough of those that it's hard not to... God, they lumped in after not f- forever. I agree with yeah, you. Um, let's see. He left... Um, yeah, he was around for... I think he left in 16 there. So, uh, Yeah, he he was... In fact, he was in Boston for the 04 one. He just wasn't... I mean, he was like player development and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, he was... He was there for that. So he was there for 13. Um, yeah, I think Theo got the other two. So yeah, he's won one before. Um, then he went to Toronto for a little bit and then he's been in Pittsburgh for not even two years yet. Yeah. He's still got a ways to go to, to build that up. But he's, you know, he's got a guy that's, and that's the kind of thing when you get a smart front office and I think that he probably is, um, you can do a lot. You, you you can't, it's bad for the other side. Cause you can't make those kind of bad deals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're going to be looking for, you know, quality prospects and you can't necessarily pull the wool over them. Um, and that's the problem with the Dodgers honestly, is they finally married a smart front office with unlimited resources. And, you know, now it's like whoever, who's going to be able to beat them ever, you know, yeah. it feels like so. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, I and mean, that's something I'm sure we'll get into, especially in the off season. You know, that the Cardinals were that kind of front office at one point in time. Uh, I just, you know, I think it's fair to argue whether that's gotten a little bit out of step or a little complacent or a little bit everybody's come up to them, and so they're more of the middle of the pack. And I think there's some – there's a lot of different discussions to have, and that we're already over an hour, so I don't want to get into that now. And that's something that I think is – yeah, Well, definitely will become relevant perhaps after the trading deadline, but especially uh, this winter, maybe we can get into a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, like I said, Cubs, we got to get this done so the people can listen to it before the Cubs series starts. Alan, you know, before we wrap r- 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 this list, ah, that series, it's a little concerning to me because it's um, Hendricks, who the Cardinals always have trouble with, Davies... Who the Cardinals usually have good success against, but this year has given up. Well, he hasn't given up a run against them in the two starts he's faced them. Um, but the Cardinal, the Cubs bullpen's iffy, and there's a lot of you know stuff going around the Cubs. What do you think? Do they can the Cardinals win two out of three this weekend?
0: I think I think winning the series this weekend would be huge to go into the break. You'd feel pretty good about yourself, and it's easy to point at the um, while well, the Cubs arms just aren't playing well. All bets are off to me, you sure. know. In the in this series, it's kind of like bedlam here. You, I mean, throw the records out the window because things are going to get crazy. And uh, I always worry about these series where you feel like you're the favorite going
1: in. Yeah, yep, that's fair. And it's you're right. The Cubs series, it almost seems like the team that's worse is, <laughs> tends to win them uh, just because they they want to play for it a little bit yeah. more. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes when they're all they're both tied up. So. Yep. All right. Well, we'll be with you next week. I didn't to talk about this series since the break will have happened in that time period. There may not be as much to talk about, but uh, I imagine we'll cover an hour next week anyway. So for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. Alice said the second for one.